Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Subjectively Speaking. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And Laura, we've got an interesting one. Some weirdness happening in Blue Jackets world this week. Some goodness happening in Blue Jackets world this week. Pretty much all the things that come together that make you feel like you're living the true Columbus Blue Jackets experience. How are you doing this week, my friend? I'm good, other than some really ridiculous technical difficulties that we are having um this week uh but i am super getting that itch for everything to get started um as of yesterday we are a month out from the blue jackets um season home opener and so this is kind of our last week of like the slow part of the off season and so i'm really excited that things are going to get going more stuff to talk about is going to be happening um and you know all the exciting exciting moments of like preseason stuff is is quickly approaching so i'm definitely excited that this is kind of our last slow week quote unquote and it's an off season that's like not it's just not like barred by drama weirdness like last off season was with the Pierre-Luc Dubois contract signing and just honestly trying to figure out like when the hell it was even going to happen because you know the season starts in January so like how does this even work and it's just like the world's most like bastardized off season and so um, thankfully this year we've got a little semblance of normalcy we're coming into uh, training camp here in a couple of weeks but before we hit training camp we have things like the Traverse City Prospect Tournament uh, that features teams like the Blue Jackets, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, Detroit Red Wings, I believe the Dallas Stars. I don't think I'm making that up. Um, so a lot of really fun, fun things in Blue Jackets world. We're about to see how a lot of these young guns that we have been talking about, that we talked about on our last episode, uh, that we've just been talking about for the last few months here in Columbus, because that's what we have to look forward to. Um, we're going to see how, how they can fare on some actual ice here in North America. Yeah, I'm very excited. I mean, last week we did a lot of talking about um, these prospect guys and just some of the things that they're going to be bringing to the Blue Jackets pipeline. And this week, the Blue Jackets have been doing um, some development camp um, at the Ice House and posting a lot of content on their social media, interacting with the guys, trying to get fans to know some of these younger faces um, a lot sooner. And it's been really kind of adorable and seeing how excited these young guys are to be a part of this organization and be, you know, even just working out at an NHL facility. And um, today was really cute. They did a whole thing as the guys were walking to the ice um asking them what their favorite food is um (laughs) got a lot of uh, pasta people a lot of these boys really love themselves a good carbo load Uh, who doesn't exactly that is to be expected um got a lot of red meat eaters a lot of red meat eaters um and of course the typical when you're an 18 to 
20-ish year old boy, a lot of pizza, a lot of pizza comments. Um, they're in a great city for that, for sure. Shout out to our friend Spencer. Hopefully those boys are going to be getting some Wizard of Zah here soon. Um, but yeah, it's been really, really fun to start seeing these guys getting to have the NHL experience. Um, and yeah, to get started talking about Traverse City, which is coming up. Without a doubt. I'm talking about like younger guys and like prospects and, you know, 18 to 20 year olds. You'll see I'm, I'm rocking the Ohio University, um, you know, green here on this episode. They just hired a new head coach to coach their Division One ACHA team. So I'm excited about hockey down here in Athens, too. So I'm just like really excited just generally like everything is happening, not only in Columbus, but also like in Rochester, in Athens, in all these places that I care about hockey things happening. And so I'm just so excited. But yes, these boys eat and they have to because what is it they say? They're growing or whatever. Um, Growing boys. (laughs) So I think before we get to that, I... I don't really know, like, how to address this without pissing people off because, like, you can't really, like, fall, like, there's, like, no real middle ground in this conversation. And honestly, like, I don't care to be somebody who stays in the middle ground on the conversation. But uh, interesting, the interesting piece of news this week is that the Columbus Blue Jackets relieved um, assistant coach Slovain Lefevre from, from his duties as assistant coach. Um, because he did not comply with the NHL's mandate that required all folks who were going to come within, um, I believe it was 12 feet of players to be vaccinated. Um, And so he did not comply with that mandate by the NHL. Um, Yarmo Kekalainen saying things basically along the lines of like, you can't coach if you can't do that. And uh, we we need a coach. That's that's half the title. Half the title is coach. And so... (laughs) Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets then tapped um, former associate coach of the Cleveland Monsters, Steve McCarthy, to replace him on Brad Larson's staff. So um, haven't seen a picture of Steve McCarthy yet. Can't confirm whether or not he has hair, but if so, um, the hair follicles on this team really might have just taken a drastic increase um, as as – beforehand like uh, that was just not the reality correct yes they could have potentially like multiplied by hundreds if um this new coach has uh, a full or even a, a partially full head of hair um and yeah like you said we are we are not planning to be a podcast that takes a middle ground on this situation. Um, if you've listened to us at all, I don't think that you should be surprised that Jeremy and I are both very pro the COVID vaccine, very pro science. Um, and just like Yarmo said, um, with his refusal to get this vaccine, he could not do his job. You cannot coach an NHL level team from 12 feet away from each of them. Like he wouldn't have been allowed in the locker room. He wouldn't have been allowed on the bench. Like you literally can't do that. So it makes uh, total sense that they would relieve him of his duties. Um, And I support it. I'm glad that the NHL 
has put this, um, you know, situation in place for um, coaching staffs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Now, obviously, it is a different circumstance with the players because the players have a union and the union sort of negotiates what um, the players are, you know, expected to do. But you're going to see that come into play as the season gets started. You see, you know, the NFL has come out with things about unvaccinated players and delays of games and what the consequences will be for that situation. And it's going to be across the board the same way because, you know, these, these teams, these franchises, these leagues, they're multi-billion dollar corporations. Like they are, they do not want, people standing in the way of them making their money, especially after the last year and a half that we've had. So it's going to be interesting to see, but, you know, I'm speaking for myself and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking for Jeremy that we are entirely on board with this decision. The players need a coach that can coach and can be in the room with them. And honestly, I prefer a coach that believes in science and, in doing what you have to do in order to help us continue to work through this situation and to allow hockey to even happen. So. Yeah, no, I mean, like you you are speaking for me entirely correctly, my friend, because we're on the same page. Uh, Worth noting that this isn't the only instance in the NHL this season um, of uh, an assistant coach, you know, not being able to fulfill his duties behind the bench so the San Jose Sharks uh, former assistant coach uh, Rocky Thompson uh, was uh, unable to, and actually the associate coach Rocky Thompson was unable to continue his role um, because he's unable to be vaccinated because of a medical condition. So like there are no exemptions here. Like like you're either vaccinated or you're not when you're working with these players. And speaking from my experience as like somebody who is trying to get credentialed on the AHL, like ECHL level. Like this is like pretty typical. Like this is pretty standard. Like I know, like I'm going to have to show my vaccination card if I want to do the work that I want to do. So like, I, it's just so important. I mean, like you said, like the other thing about this too, is like the Olympics are at stake. Like if, if we see that the NHL feels that they're not able to make up the games that they have to reschedule because like, let's call it what it is. Like if we make it through an NHL season, if the blue jackets make it through a season without COVID interfering with their schedule in some way, shape or form, like that's going to be pretty extraordinary. Like it pretty much every sporting event, like every, every team has experienced some sort of thing with COVID like in the last year and a half. And I don't know, especially with the, the current world, like the current situation, the current number of cases, I don't know if it's possible that the Blue Jackets are going to be able to play all 82 games. I don't know if it's possible that the NHL isn't going to have to reschedule games and make it so that, yeah, sure, we play 82 games, but you're sure as hell not going to China for the Olympics. Like, I, There's just so many things at play here. There's so many different pieces. And so, yes, ensuring the player safety is key, but also, like you said, like ensuring that this league can make up some really dense lost revenue over the course of the last year and a half because they've got some work to do like this. They've got some work to do. Um, and I want to put my butt in a seat in nationwide arena. And I think that we're all going to feel a lot better about that knowing that like we're in a better place. 
uh, in a month, as you said, than we are today because, my God, <laughs> it's scary. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we're not, we won't talk much more about it, but it's just, this is our responsibility. And, you know, if we piss you off and you don't want to listen to us anymore because we're pro-vaccine and we're pro moving in a direction that allows us to safely enjoy the sport that we love and that you supposedly love as well, then, you know, peace out, I guess. Like we're, you know, this is just what we know and believe to be the best way to move forward as an entire human race. Um, So yeah, get vaccinated. It's free. It's what you should do. Um, and it shouldn't be a decision just for yourself. You should care about other people. Like it's, it's that simple. So, so yeah, if you don't like that and you don't want to listen, cool. But we are a-okay with the Blue Jackets relieving, um, this coach from his duties and replacing him with one that can comply, um, with the NHL's mandates. Agreed. I am right there with you. So in order to really like a lot of people like think that like this week is like kind of your kickoff for for hockey, right? Like obviously like you've got prospects that have come to town. They've really started to work together, skate together. Igor Chinnikov. I actually just saw like right before we went live, like Aaron Portsline posted an article on The Athletic that the second we hit end broadcast, I'm going to read and wish that I would have read it before we recorded because I'll probably want to talk about it. But he talks about Igor Chinnikov. Uh, and I had to laugh at one of the quotes that I saw from camp this week uh, that was Chinnikov saying like, being asked about uh, Kirill Marchenko and Dmitry Vronkov and basically just like looking, I'm doing that thing again where I flip Hedger and Savota, like, like it's my day job, but I think it was Jeff Savota and he basically was like pretty good line, like referring to like if the three of them played together. Um, and I just thought that that was so like, cause I mean like really there is about to be this Russian invasion of of players like for the blue jackets and i'm the first one is here so i'm really really eager to see how Igor Chinnikov uh plays in in traverse city like his first taste of north american ice some adjustments to be made of of course uh but this should be fun i'm really excited i haven't found out if they're live streaming it anywhere i might have to ask my girl dina who's going to be doing some really great coverage up there for field pass hockey i'm gonna have to ask her to hook us up with some, some video, but, um, I'm so excited. Like, I, like, it just feels real again. Like it feels real. We're going to like, hockey is going to happen. Well, yeah, I mean this, I mean, last year, Tiber city got canceled due to COVID and, you know, they're doing what they can in order to put it on for this year. And it is like, it does, it feels real. It feels like the right first steps to starting a new season and getting ready for camp and, all these sorts of things like so it just feels right and i really like the energy that we're getting so far from the interactions that these you know really young guys are having um like i said they seem really excited to be on the ice even just in the ice house and like having these experiences and especially getting to do some stuff because 
current players are also working out and practicing um, at our facilities right now too. The we have a large number of guys that are already back in Columbus. More so will come over the course of the next week or so um, if they haven't already returned. And, you know, getting to see those wide-eyed expressions of these young guys who are, you know, skating out onto the ice with NHL players that they've probably, you know, at least watched over the course of, you know, coming up in, in hockey. And, um, you know, that just has to be such a special, like, a special moment. And so it's just really exciting. And it feels... You know, it feels like the start of a, as two people who work in higher education, like it feels like the start of a new school year, like with the like jitters and, you know, wanting to see what happens. I'm a little less anxious than I am usually in August at the start of the school year. Personally, I cannot wait. Uh, I, I, you know what? If I showed up to camp and my coach was like, run two miles, I would strongly consider not. <laughs> like, I would strongly think like... Uh, but I, uh, feel, I feel like if you got to an NHL training camp, legitimately... all my skating ability. You would have at some point been able to run at least some form of two miles. I guess it's possible, but I can't promise anything. But what I can promise you is that the first line that was being run by the Jackets, like coming into uh, into Traverse City uh, for tomorrow's game, they have to excite you. Like I think somebody who you were high on in our last episode, uh, Tyler Engel, is skating on the first line. Um, being centered by Cole Sillinger um, with Igor Chinnikov on the right wing. So that line, I mean, like, that line is not just, like, a, a good line, like, prospect-wise. Like, that line has potential. Like, Tyler Engel's probably not going to make the team, like, just flat out. Like, I'm going to temper my expectations a little bit there. But, like, that's, like, super exciting to see, I think, if you're a Blue Jackets fan, to look at that line and think, like, wow, like, this is, like, a, a little bit of our glimpse into our future. Um, what are your thoughts on that line? Oh, I love it. And I also think it's it's a good, you know, situation because with Tyler on that line, he's had AHL experience, like, so he can be super helpful to Cole Sillinger and Igor Chinnikov. Like, Chinnikov is going to be adjusting to North American ice. Um, and so having as much of, like, a supportive, like, two really supportive, strong um, people on his line with him is really going to help him make that transition. But Cole Sillinger, that kid, I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures of him from practice at the ice house, but he is happier than a pig and shit. Like he just the smile on that kid's face. He's just so excited. Um, but no, I love that line. And yeah, you're right. Tyler's not going to probably not probably going to make the team outright, but that's a really strong line to go um, into Tiber City with. So hopefully um, 
our our sort of high expectations um, follow through and they perform really well tomorrow um, at the game. Yeah, and they're playing against Toronto, so that's at 3 p.m. Uh, on September 16th. So hopefully you're one of the people that listen to this episode right when it drops at 12, and this is a little bit of a pregame show for you. Um, but if not, and you're listening after the fact, hopefully Traverse City is going well, and hopefully you're enjoying it. Uh, but I did just look on Twitter. The Blue Jackets are going to be live-streaming it, so you can catch every second of Blue Jackets hockey at bluejackets.com. They're going to have it there. I'm not being paid by the team to say that, but I just really think that maybe you should do it. I really just think that maybe you should listen and watch. But if but if the team wants to pay us or even just wants to follow us back on Twitter. I want a contest, a Papa John's like goal contest, like pick the second goal score back like in like 2000 and probably like 17 or 18. And they I had remember the when you won this. Yeah. Yeah, they had to follow me on Twitter to DM me because at the time my DMs were closed. So the Blue Jackets do follow my personal account, but not like by choice, but by like necessity because I won a contest. So I'll take it. I'll walk away from it and act like I deserve it. But we all know the truth. Well, they do not follow me and they do not follow the podcast account. So, But what I do have to say is I have literally no idea who our goalies are in Traverse City. Yeah, we've got Emmerich Despotti and Jet Greaves, which is like a a badass name. Like I'm I'm pretty pretty excited about that name. But I know approximately nothing about these players. But Laura, do you know what I do know about? What? I do know that support for this week's episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prices with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, one 800 9 with it we changed it up on y'all we're throwing the DraftKings content in the middle of the show so i had to stay on my toes and i might have almost forgot but i remember <laughs> so. but we got it and we love DraftKings, so yeah i also don't know if i was right about my prediction for last week's DraftKings ad what'd you say I don't know if I was right about my prediction on for last week's DraftKings ad because you had me pick between the Browns and I think the I don't remember, but I picked the, the Browns Chiefs. and I don't know if they won. They lost. Okay, I was wrong. But they did cover. I think. I think they covered because I think they were six and a half point spread. So you picked the Browns 
lay the points you've covered, which means that you would have won your bet. Cool. I have absolutely no idea what any of that meant, but I, that's exciting. I also am not like a huge sports better. Like I'm going to be honest with you. Like I have uh, used the DraftKings Sportsbook app and like, and it's like pretty intuitive, but I <laughs> not good at sports betting. Like I don't, I'm not like, I don't understand it that much, but I think, I think if you're just betting, like which team is going to win, it's called betting the money line. Mm, okay. But if you're just picking, like if you're picking, like if somebody's going to cover the spread, then then you've got that, which I will say I'm, I'm far more familiar with football sports betting than I am with hockey sports betting. Cause hockey's kind of, it's, I still don't super understand it to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I mean, if, if my performance in fantasy hockey says anything, I should not bet money on anything. All right. In your defense, I did not really illustrate to you that you were allowed to change the players every day. So that was kind of a me problem. Also, when are we gonna start that up? We gotta do that this year. We gotta get a subjectively speaking, um, we gotta get a league going. Yeah, listeners, if you're interested and wanna be on our fantasy league, um, let us know. Send us a DM. We would love to have you. I'm terrible. So if you want to like secure a fact that you'll at least win a, a few weeks out of the season. Because whenever you uh, go up against me, then that's a given. Because um, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm terrible. It's bad. It's really okay. Um, I finished last in our in our league last year. That's because Kelly figured her shit out quick. Like Kelly got her stuff figured out, and Kelly's team, she just happened to go up against like every team that like would barely score higher than her. But Kelly had like the second to worst record in our league, but like the second or third most points in our league. Like she just kept getting very unlucky every single week. But do you know who is lucky? And this is a story that like, I I think it's so cool. And like, I think it's even timely because like you and I had talked about like, this is somebody who we have added to our like guest list of honor, like the people that we want to add. But Nasher, everybody's familiar with Nasher, um, Columbus Blue Jackets fan extraordinaire, um, participated of course in uh, the NHL draft party that the Blue Jackets hosted had some pretty pretty cool news that he's going to be joining Bleacher Report um, at for the upcoming 2021-2022 season and like that's huge like that's so cool like not only for like the city of Columbus like and like for for a Columbus fan to be somebody who's like in that position and doing those things but like also just like that if that doesn't show you like where esports is going and like where sports gaming specifically is going, like I don't know what will. Like that is such a cool honor. Um and I'm so excited to watch watch his content like on on Bleacher Report. Yeah, I'm stoked. We're both big fans of his. Um I'm again similarly to fantasy sports and betting, I'm terrible at video games. But something that I do love and that Jeremy can attest that we do regularly is I either sit and watch or sit and listen to him playing NHL 21 um, and we make teams together. Uh, so that's really adorable. But Nasher has done some really, really cool stuff over the course of the last couple of years. We definitely are hoping to have him on the show sometime soon. Um, but he has done so much to help put make Columbus like 
such a big part of this intense growth within the NHL gaming community and esports. Um, so I'm really excited for him and I can't wait to see the kind of content he puts out. I hope we can get him on the show. Um, and yeah, he also has a really cute dog. So as I've said before about other people like Scott Harrington, I'm a big fan of people who have cute dogs and Nasher has a really cute dog. You are not talking. I was, I just muted myself. Do we know Nasher's dog's name? Like, can we get, is that content that we've got to wait for the podcast for? We got to just get him on. Um, I, I know he's like a husky dog. Not like husky as in like thick, but like an actual like <laughs> husky dog. Um, but as based on our technical difficulties, I cannot look it up for you because I am recording on my phone right now. Um, that, that just brought up so much trauma of like buying husky pants as a child. Like I always forget that like husky was a size thing. Like. I can't even get into the trauma of clothing and sizes right now. It will that's a different podcast, not and a we'll, subjectively speaking. And we will host it. <laughs> we shall. Called uh Childhood Trauma of Fat Kids. Um, I was just thinking, you know, like with how easy recording today has been, that it's probably time that we hop on to another podcast. Yes, absolutely. We should definitely do another one with the ease of the recording that we've had today. But I do like, I can't wait. I want to try to get, this is again, like, like what? Welcome to the business meeting, everybody. That's what this episode is going to be titled. It's going to be called the subjectively speaking preseason business meeting. Um, we got to get our friend Dina back on the podcast to talk about her experience too. Like maybe we can get her on next week if she's not too busy. Um, to talk a little bit about that, but I think as we get into this season, like I think Laura and I have a lot of really cool stuff planned, like for for what we want to do, like what kind of content we want to create, and so uh, like as always, like this is again like just so much of a like you all help us decide the story kind of podcast where it's like we want you to participate, like we want you to like tell us what you want to hear. We want you to be a part of the podcast. We want to like play your audio on the podcast. Like we want you to be integrated into the show. So let's make that happen, y'all. Like I'm really excited for this season. I have so many ideas of grandeur, so many things for this podcast. Laura and I have a really, really cool plan in place right now that I need to come through to fruition that we'll, I cannot wait to talk about with you all. But it's so exciting. Like, not even kidding, it gave me goosebumps when we started talking about it because it's just something that's really, really, really close to how Jeremy and I feel about being a fan of this sport, being a fan of this team, and the mission that we have with this show. And I think if all goes well, it's going to be a really awesome initiative to be a part of and to get people involved in and so we're just so excited and we're so excited to share more fan stories too like we are definitely going to be asking for you know fans to be on the show fans to submit things um because every blue jacket fan every hockey fan has a story of how they got into the game um favorite memories that they have and you know as we've been saying over the course of not only this podcast but 
for forever. Like if you're a day one or a first day fan of the Blue Jackets, you have seen some shit. <laughs> Our boy Greg Wyshynski. Love you, Greg. Puck Soup is probably one of my favorite podcasts, I have to say. So that's my podcast recommendation for the week. I'll throw that in. Puck Soup. Although they did kind of shit on the Blue Jackets Twitter account on the last episode, and I was kind of salty about it. So maybe we don't give them a free shout-out on the show. We already did, right? Like, I don't really know how to... Like, I mean, like, I could edit it, but, like, what's the fun in that, right? Like, have you met me? If I don't get in one free promo for, like, something every episode, like, have I really recorded an episode? That is true. But I do kind of want to give a shout out to our friends over at the UK Blue Jackets Twitter account. Um, They have started their own podcast. I want to say you're going to have to check this for me, Jeremy, because I I was already pulling it up. The second you started, I was like, I got to go. Because I want to make sure I get their name right. But it is a podcast based strict, you know, it's about Blue Jackets fans across the pond um, and what it's like being a fan of North American hockey um, over in Europe. I'm waiting to see if Jeremy found the name. Oh, I did. Yeah, I just didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, no, you're fine. It is, drumroll please, Blue Jackets Abroad. So check that out. Their first episode posted last week. Yes. Um, And 15-minute format. Love it. Keep it short. Sweet. Laura and I just keep it sweet. We don't keep it short. F that. Um, (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. I'm actually feeling a little bit sick knowing full damn well that we're in minute 34 and like there is actually nothing else for us to talk about. Like, so I'm trying to figure out like what. (laughs) I have one other thing to talk about. What's that? Elvis's new mask. Yes. Very sweet. Elvis's mask is an homage to to Kivy. It's so well done. It's got the jokers on it. It's got the 80 with the wings on the side of it. It's just so well done. It has a beautiful, it has a beautiful quote on the side. Um, and he did an interview stating that he wanted the helmet to look as much like, um, or he wanted the mask to look as much like Kivy's mask looked like. And classically, Kivy was very known for his um Heath Ledger uh version of the Joker mask and it was just um Dave Art on Instagram um he paints a lot of the masks for the NHL um almost every single major goalie um that you know of in the NHL gets his uh gets their mask done by Dave and he did just such a phenomenal job um on this new mask for Elvis and I don't know when it's coming out, but if you follow Elvis's wife um, on Instagram, Elvis has recently done an interview with ESPN. So hopefully that is coming out soon. Um, we love a little attention for our boy Elvis and, of course, for the Blue Jackets. Um, I have no doubt that they reached out and wanted to talk to him about his uh, declaration of bringing home um the big trophy uh, for Kivy this year. So, you know, I'm excited for him to get that attention. And yeah, you know, this is an Elvis Stan podcast. 
Yeah, honestly, if if Elvis ever gets traded, just probably don't listen to the episode after. Like, probably do yourself a favor and just don't tune in because it's going to be bad. A lot of... You guys thought it was bad when Cam left. Hold on. Wait a minute. Did that just... Did you just insinuate that you would be more upset over Elvis leaving than you were over Cam leaving? I don't know if it's more. um, But it's probably like close to equal. I am very attached to Elvis. um, But it's a newer attachment. Not like newer as in like bandwagon, but like newer as in I was a fan before Elvis came. Um, so, but I love him a lot. I'm just saying the quote was, you thought I was bad you when Cam got traded. At some point that I have like given up on Cam and just have, I won't. He continues to make me upset with his social media posts. And I tell you about that regularly. You do. You do. And I can understand it. I just like to poke fun because one of these days you'll realize that there is life after Cam. I will say that if scooter riding ever becomes an uh, like a sport, Cam's youngest son, who is just over a year old, he's like a year and a half old, is so good at riding a scooter, it's kind of crazy. So shout out to Caden for some just crazy balance skills i have to say the execution is much better than my execution on like one of those like lime scooters so oh never i would eat pavement and probably die i have to give credit where credit is due but speaking of giving credit where credit is due we have to give credit to our wonderful social media channels well absolutely because if you're not following us on twitter and instagram at subjectively pod then you're severely missing out we are such a fun time we're gonna be even more of a fun time as things get going um you can also follow us on facebook at subjectively speaking again when we remember we post all the things there too um but we are definitely getting better at it you can check out our website at subjectivelyspeaking.com you can see all sorts of things, read bios about me and Jeremy if you're curious um, about us and our hockey history um, or our friendship history, really. Um, And then, yeah, if you want to support two um, lovely humans, you can check out our merch store, subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Lovely and humble, right? Yes. And pick up some really fun merch. Um, especially if you're looking for stuff to wear to upcoming games. I got to tell you, the Lars Bar shirts are so cute. I mean, our logos are adorable. Shout out to Steven, our graphic designer. Um, but our the Lars Bar shirts are so cute. And especially if you don't, I mean, we want you to show your love and dedication to us. But if you aren't ready to go whole hog with wearing something that says subjectively speaking... The Lars Marcher is a good uh, gateway and you can support our brand new coach in his uh, first season. And we're about to have some new merch come out. And so that's really exciting. 
Yeah, get excited, folks, because it is going to be a fun season for Subjectively Speaking. We're pretty much, like, into the thick of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're pretty much there now. Like, the season is upon us. Um, now I'm going to have that we, stupid song in my head. Sorry. You've stuck with us all off-season. Like, we've had we've had some clusterfuck episodes. You just finished one. Um, so, congratulations, everybody, for making it through. But... It's just like it's here. It's here. And and this is like I think Laura and I are gonna have some growing pains a little bit this season because like we haven't like done the podcast during a normal season. We haven't been like this will be our first regular season with the hockey podcast network too. So like it's gonna be fun to like actually like create content, like collaborate with some of the folks who are on the network as well. Um, we're gonna have some really fun stuff for you all. So thank you if you are the folks who have stuck around and you have listened all off season because stuff is about to pick up and we are so excited for it to do so um, and hopefully to be able to bring you all some really great stuff. So until we get the chance to talk to you all next time, stay safe, be well, don't get fired from your job because you won't get a shot and we will talk to you soon. Bye.